There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome to Machine! All right, we are back with the Dark to Light Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And uh, so we start off Wednesday with uh, this whole notion that Trump had nuke secrets nuke secrets well there's a lot going on in the the world of the the word nuclear whether it's russia ukraine donald trump and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that and potentially what they're really talking about and what documents that he had we're going to talk about that after the 30 minute break but before that we're going to talk about the economy because well <laughs> things aren't looking too good and uh, we know things are taking a turn for the worse. So, Dr. Kirk Elliott, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, Josh? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You know, I saw Gregory Manorino's video the other day where he's given this warning, telling people to go get cash out of the banks, that there's a debt crisis, and uh, you better prepare because it's days away from when this could potentially happen. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Well, we could be days away. I mean, really, the, the table is set that we're just waiting for the guests to arrive, right? I mean, it could happen <laughs> any time between now and probably a year from now. But, but to me, it's, it's a matter of, of when, not a matter of if at this point. Um, you know, the banks are, are strapped for liquidity. Um, you know, as we, as we look in, in Biden's executive order, it looks like central bank digital currencies start rolling out December 13th. It's an election year. I mean, really, there's a lot of of mayhem that that always starts up an election year. But this one seems to be different. It just seems that there's when you've got the global conflict um, in in Eastern Europe, you've got global conflict starting to manifest itself in in China and Taiwan with just you know ruffling of feathers, right? I mean, it's just it just feels weird this year i'm sure other people are feeling the same that are listening because everybody i talk to just has a real unsettled feeling in their stomach um yes i'm in agreement with that it's almost like the fate of the world is on the line with this next election yeah i mean so you're right i mean nigel farage when he spoke well, he was he was in in the states here recently. Um, he was speaking at, at CPAC, and he was talking about the the democracy, right, and or you know throughout the world, and how the last stand to keep the socialist juggernaut off of us and off of other countries in Australia, in Japan, and in, in places in Europe, they're they're all fighting this battle as the socialist globalists are, are marching forward, right? It's like. He said, "America. If America loses, the the whole world goes down the socialist communist road. It's like, because they know it, right? And he's not he's not American, but he's he's in charge of the the Brexit party and in in Europe. He knows what's going on. I mean, this is, you know, this isn't just in America. This is a globalist move to to attack it and strip away people's 
personal, economic, religious, you know, political, health freedoms, all of them, right? And to me, they're all connected at the hip. If you lose one of them, you, you really do lose all of them. That's why the battle is so intense. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, we're, we're coming in the November. We're coming in fast. We just had Joe Biden's regime uh, sign the executive order for student debt loan relief, which actually can't be done by executive order. It has to be done by Congress. Nancy Pelosi has even said this in the past. So we'll probably see some pushback on that and that be pumped into a bill. Um, we've talked about this before, before Kirk, uh, that there's going to be a bill probably around the end of September, early October, and it's going to be a massive spending bill. And they're going to try to stimulate the economy. They're going to give people a stimulus. They're going to do the debt loan relief, you know, and they're going to try to buy the votes or at least buy the public sentiment to get themselves over the hump in November. Now, I'm watching a lot of the things on the election predictions, which are absolute garbage. But now they're giving the Democrats a 70 percent chance of winning the Senate, which makes no sense whatsoever. But I mean, this is this is the world that we live in. It's full of misinformation, disinformation and propaganda. Yeah, it is. I mean, (laughs) I think we we are going to have a reset. I think things are going to change. I think, you know, currency as as we know it, um, fiat based currency, which is just central banks printing money by decree all over the world. I mean, that's that's all changing. It's all changing like fast, and and it's and it's uh, a function of debt. It's a function of of people realizing that the whole system is based on debt. And it's just a, it's just a house of cards, and they want something that's real. They want something that's transparent. I mean, this is all kind of the the results of of the populist political movement, right? Which is all about transparency, accountability. Um, and getting rid of, you know, draining the swamp kind of a feel, but, but globally, right? And so, so as they're doing this, though, um, there's, there's other things going on that are, that are just kind of wild that tell me that, yeah, there's, there's a new currency coming, but, but there's a collapse. There's an imminent collapse. And I was talking to somebody the other day. I was on the air. Um, I think oh, it was Bull Pony. I was, I was speaking with on the air. And we were talking about, a market crash, right? Well, a crash, imagine, you know, put it into into picture words. Imagine a crash, you're in a car accident, you crash, they pick it up, they move on, it just kind of goes. Where a collapse is more like the 9-11, you know, the, the towers coming down. It's just this big, huge, massive pile of rubble that takes a long time to 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 clean up, and then you have to rebuild, right? So, so when we're talking about stock market crash right now, I don't think it's going to be a crash. I think it's going to be a collapse. I, I think it's going to be stout. It's going to be pretty steep and severe. And it's going to take a while to rebuild from that because of where we are with high taxes, where we are with high interest rates, where we are with the massive debt and the massive inflation. None of this is going to turn around overnight. You know, the stock market's not going to get better right away. I think you're going to have to rebuild once these things start coming down and change the system and change tax rates and change all of that, right? I think that's where we're headed. I I agree. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because I've been playing this scenario out in my head and I've been discussing it on my shows. 
Um, November is kind of like this thick red line that we have of how to save America, what's going to happen with the economy, is there going to be a global financial collapse, the Great Reset, all these things. But there's, there's an interesting point here. And the question is, is when does this card get played? Because they brought the global economy to a position of such vulnerability that really anybody at this time can collapse it. Now, we know the globalists would utilize something like this after the election uh, to mm-hmm. usher in their regime, right, the New World Order. But China, I mean, China has been holding on by a thread lately. And I look at China as against a globalist order and, and forming their own globalist order with the BRICS nations, which means that they could play their cards before the election and crash it, which would be detrimental for Biden and for the deep state and for the cabal. Right. Well, if, if China plays their cards and they still have almost a trillion dollars of, of, of U.S. treasuries, right, they start dumping those on the open market. Um, it, it trashes everybody's value in U.S. treasuries that they own globally. And, and so China really is holding the cards. Now, they would shoot themselves in the foot first, right? But, mm-hmm. but they've got mountains of gold with the BRICS nations. They've got South Africa, which is one of the largest miners or the largest miner of gold in the world. China is one of the largest manufacturers of gold in the world. They're the largest consumer of gold in the world. You've got Russia, who actually backed its currency with gold. And then they just brought Saudi Arabia into the pet, into the BRICS nations. And they don't have gold, per se, but they've got black gold, right? They've got oil. And, uh, and getting rid of the petrodollar, it's like it's this constant onslaught, this attack against the Western financial system. And the BRICS nations just kind of won. They won that battle, right? They, it's like, well, by putting together their own version of a swift system putting together a coalition of nations with with de facto backing or or tangible backing with gold in their currency i mean they're for the first time in 100 plus years the western financial system has a competitor right so it's no longer new york london based it's now based out of out of china um it's it's wild to think about but this paradigm shift can't be can't be turned around overnight and so what do we need to do we need to compete with that we need to actually back our currency with gold the the west needs to all of a sudden catch up or else if they just keep on you know doing the same old thing that they've always done fiat based currency they're going to lose international demand overnight because now there's a viable option yep and you know we're going to take a break here in a second but i wanted to talk about this this china move because this is critical to understanding the global economy and understanding what really does come next. So if China did play their card, they would also be affected. But there is a key scenario here to where that effect would be worse in Western nations. So we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. 
For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back on the Dark Delight Show. And right before the break there, I was talking about this China card. And, and the reason I talk about this is because China loses big if the Republicans take the House and the Senate. China will no longer have the ability to go into Taiwan. But Taiwan is this, this one key. We know there is leaked audio from Lude Media, from Jennifer Zheng, uh, quite a few months ago of Chinese generals on the coastal provinces talking about the preparations that they were taking for the invasion of Taiwan before November of this year. Now, November was the key word there because that's right before the U.S. elections. Now, if China sees Biden as incompetent and they know that they can't win the House and the Senate, which means that American first candidates will be coming in, potentially Biden out the door, Nancy Pelosi out the door, Trump potentially even back in the door. That means that China will not have a chance for another probably decade to go into Taiwan, which means that they would make that move before the November election. If they make that move before the November election, yes, they would collapse the global economy, but the BRICS nations would be stabilized. And China, which was in a very precarious economic situation right now, would actually be in a better position because now they would control the Straits of Taiwan. They would control the global chip trade. They would control all the shipping lanes within the South China Sea, which basically means that they get to the, the call the shots in that area. And so they would have this upbringing, kind of very similar to what Russia did on the sanctions put against them to where they went around all this. So what are your thoughts on that, Kirk? Oh, my word. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's very, that's very plausible. And, and you know, politics are, are 
an amazing thing. And, and China has been actually after you see what what Biden did in Russia and Ukraine, actually had no teeth, right? And became a laughing stock. And the rest of the world looking like, oh, we can kind of get away with anything because the current administration isn't going to do anything about it, right? So, mm-hmm. so I would say, you know, obviously the House and the Senate big because. You know, obviously, if if you've got a stalemate there between the executive branch and the legislative branches, well, then nothing's gonna nothing's gonna happen. Get done. But but here here's what I think on that. If, if at some point down the road by 2024, the rest of the world knows, okay, this this Biden presidency in America is incompetent, and they're going to change presidents. They're going to go back to a conservative president. Then anybody who wants to get anything done globally, right, like China invading Taiwan, they're going to do it now. They're going to get it done before the United States becomes a, a deterrent from them doing anything. So I think over the next couple of years, I think we're going to see uh, a lot of conflict. It's almost like we've entered into a war cycle, uh, which Martin Armstrong has said that this is a war cycle, that it's always um, uh presupposed with with a foodflation issue, just like the Arab Spring back when we had that. But but I think we're going to see a lot of international conflict over the next couple of years because our our foreign policy has no teeth, right? And so if people are going to get stuff done, they're going to get stuff done now before you have an administration in the White House that will actually act as a deterrent and stop things from happening. I think we're going to we're going to enter a lot of international conflict that we're just sitting there thinking how did this happen and what's going on and anything that happens in china is going to impact us because of exports you know they still are the manufacturing superpower of the world and they could put tariffs on things they'll just shut down the ports i mean it will impact the global economy anything that's happening in china i think that's a big deal Uh, yep absolutely 100 a big deal and right now we're in the midst of economic warfare. And, yeah. you know, we have an energy crisis that is spreading throughout the world as well. Is you know, the poor, the poor policies from this administration where once America was energy independent have turned this country completely around. Um, now we're seeing this heat wave. We're seeing droughts. We're seeing farmers losing crops. We have energy grids at the brink of collapse in California. Um, water is going to be an incredibly big issue here in the next few years. Not access to water, but access to clean water, drinkable, potable water. Um, and this isn't only happening in the United States. Europe is facing uh, probably one of the worst winters that they're ever going to have. And it's going to get cold and they don't have the energy to sustain themselves. And then in China, we have massive droughts and heat waves as well. Um, how is this going to impact everything? <laughs> well, a lot. See, if if a country doesn't want to fight a physical war because people's lives are at stake and it's very expensive and costly, well, wage economic warfare. I mean, that's what they're that's what they're doing. Um, if you can if you can dismantle the U.S. economy, hit us in the wallet where where it hurts the most for most American citizens, right? Well, then then you've done that. I mean, this is what China is doing by dumping U.S. Treasuries, not just U.S. Treasuries, Japanese Treasuries, European Union Treasuries. They're just dumping them on the open market 
forcing those countries to, like, oh, my word, if our treasuries don't have money, we have no capital inflow coming in, what are we going to do? Well, they're going to inflate or die because they have printing presses, right? Well, the inflationary pressures are going to wreak havoc on on the consumers of that nation. They're not going to have enough money to spend, which, which impacts the stock market. Then to slow down the inflation, you've got to raise rates. Well, when you've got a, a populace that's in debt up to its eyeballs and the federal government's in debt up to its eyeballs, state governments, municipal governments, well, raising rates is going to kill the economy. See, China has a lot of firepower because they own so many U.S. treasuries, and that's the domino effect that happens once they start dumping them because right, just because nobody wants the, the, the treasuries and, and their value is going down, does that mean our debt goes down with it? No. The debt's still there, and it still needs to be maintained. It still needs to be paid for. So, therefore, you inflate or die. And so economic warfare is is a big deal, and it, and it oftentimes um, is the precursor to actual geopolitical conflict and physical war. Yeah, absolutely, and, and this is where I think we are all at, you know, the fourth industrial revolution is uh, in full effect. It's coming forth. Uh, we're seeing the Biden regime kind of do this implementation. We're seeing multiple other nations, including the westernized nations, doing this. We're seeing China and Russia kind of forming their own global order. And with the BRICS nations and the NATO nations, we're going to see some type of conflict most likely come out of this. Which means, though, historically, where should we be putting our investments? Well, in something that's real, you know, because of paper assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, if they start diminishing because of higher interest rates, people not spending, the stock market is a function of revenues, right? So if people aren't spending, the stock values are going to come down. I would go into things that, that are real, that are tangible, that would grow in these inflationary worlds. That's like gold and silver, um, but especially silver right now because even in a sluggish economy, think of this, Josh, in a sluggish economy, the industrial demand for silver this year is 1.2 billion ounces. They only produce 2 billion ounces, mine it in a given year. So that leaves 800 million ounces left for the global investors. That's not a lot, right? So, so when you've got supply chain disruptions, low inventory, high demand, and even in a sluggish economy globally, We've got 1.2 billion ounces of demand because electronics use silver. Uh, we're an electronic world, right? I mean, there's circuit boards and everything from a little squeaky gizmo from Walmart to, you know, plasma TVs and everything else, right? So, so here's where um, you want to take advantage of the inflationary trend. Get silver because it's an inflationary metal and it thrives during times like this. Imagine what happens when you get a president back that grows the economy and the global economy starts growing again, then the industrial demand for silver is off the chart. So it's not saying it's the perfect investment, right? But it does well in a sluggish, inflationary economy and a growing economy both. I mean, it just makes sense to me right now. I, I agree 100%. And so gold and silver, this is where we want to be. Now, Kirk, how can people get a hold of you? We can get, we got the website set up for you, getgoldtoday.com. That's where people can go visit. Uh, what's the phone number they can give you a call at? 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. Fantastic. Kirk, as always, appreciate you coming on. 
Uh, we're going to be talking to you, I believe, tomorrow night on the Daily Dose podcast. So if people are interested yep. in hearing more from Dr. Kirk Elliott, please check us out on redpills.tv and check out that Daily Dose podcast. Kurt, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you next week here on the Dark to Light Show. You have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. You bet you too. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, you heard it. The economy is going to go kerplunk. That uh, there's, there's various scenarios that we can look at here and how all this plays out. But at the end of the day, what we're looking at is we're seeing the globalist manipulate the global economy to their advantage as a tool, as a weapon against the people to coerce the people into the formulation of a world government. Now, when do they play those cards? That's really up to them. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, just as Dr. Kirk Elliott was just talking about. Which means that I highly recommend you get out there, you give Dr. Kirk Elliott a call, you go to getgoldtoday.com, and you you get your investments in order. At least very, at very least, just talk to them. Talk to them. Talk to the financial advisors they have over there. They're professionals. They're going to help you. They're going to guide you in the right direction and get you protected. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. I go to put my arm around you and you give me a look like I'm way out of bounds. Well, you let out one of your board sizes. But lately when I look into your eyes, I'm going down, 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 down. I'm going down, 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 down. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back on the Dark Delight Show. And so now the rhetoric coming out of Washington is that Donald Trump had some, uh, some top-secret documents, these nuclear documents. Now, this is a, uh, a deep state leak to the Washington Post, which is failing, by the way, so they needed to give them a little bit of, uh, a little bit of juice, a little bit of push. And so an anonymous source right, has leaked these documents describing foreign government's nuclear capabilities. Now, this is interesting because Donald Trump was telling us right during the Mar-a-Lago that most likely they're going to try to plant something. Now, a president having something, uh, a document pertaining to nuclear capabilities is highly, highly unlikely. The reason being is because those types of documents are typically kept within skiffs, within secure areas. And so you, you read those documents typically in a skiff and those documents are left in the skiff. And then the, the, uh, the manager of that skiff will be the ones that take those and return them back. So the, the fact that they're saying something like that, it's, it's highly unlikely. It's possible, but it's highly unlikely. Now, Donald Trump did give us some hints though, as pertaining to what the nuclear documents that he had were. And this is where this gets a little interesting. So the date was, uh, was May 9th, 2018, I believe, of one of the folders uh, pertaining to Donald Trump. Now, what does this mean? Well, that has everything to do with the Iran nuke deal that Trump left that Obama had set up. Now we're seeing that the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, um, the U.N. International Nuclear Watchdog 
has just finished a report pertaining to the ongoing investigation into Iran's nuclear weapons stockpile. They just confirmed that that stockpile is actually growing. And this is from a, a guy on, on Telegram, BioClandestine. He does a lot of good research. We correlate a lot of research together. Um, and this is a Reuters article, Iran's new weapons-grade uranium stock grows, probe stuck, IAEA reports. Now, if you remember, Paul Sperry, talking about the Trump raid, came out, and sources tell me Biden DOJ was also after Trump papers on Iran, particularly info about his dismantling Obama's Iran nuke deal. Who would be most interested in securing that information? The architect of Obama deal, who's now busy in the West Wing, which is Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan's wife is the top aide counselor to Merrick Garland, the attorney general. Um, they had personally ordered the seizure of these nuclear secrets, which weren't really nuclear. They were pertaining to nuclear capabilities of Iran, what was happening in Iran, and I believe investigations that were going on through the United States into how did Iran get all that uranium? And see, this is where the deep state comes into this. And so we have to we have to have a little foundation to understand all this, right? And I want to pull this all together for everybody. Because when they're talking about this, the, 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 the deep state is coming after Donald Trump and they're utilizing something that they did. Remember, these people are projectionists, right? And so these nuclear documents that they're talking about are pertaining to why Donald Trump left the Iran nuclear deal, but also most likely pertaining to the amount of depleted uranium that uh, Iran is utilizing, where they got it, that's the more important part, and the investigations I believe Donald Trump had opened up into how Iran got it. And that has everything to do with the Barack Obama administration. Now, if you remember, <clears throat> excuse me, when... When they raided Mar-a-Lago and took the documents, Donald Trump truthed on Truth Social a tweet about Barack Obama's 33 million documents. And he goes, how many of them included the word nuclear? And he put that in quotation marks. Now, the reason he did that, because remember, Barack Obama was scandal-free, but that's actually not true. Fast and Furious, Benghazi, Uranium One. Oh, Uranium One. What are we talking about here? We're talking about uranium. What was the Uranium One scandal? <clears throat> this is where the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, was selling off the stockpile of U.S. uranium to Russia from 2007 to 2011. Now, how did she do that? Well, she authorized it, and she sent it to a small little company in Canada that just happened to be owned by uh, a guy by the name of, uh, well, part owner of a guy by the name of Justin Trudeau. You can't make this stuff up. And uh, that uranium was sent to Russia. Now, Putin's a smart guy. Putin understood why they were selling this uranium, but he didn't care. He's going to take the uranium anyway. So Putin takes in the uranium during this time. Now, he knows that the United States can track the radioactive signature of the uranium through satellites. And this is one of the reasons why... Hillary Clinton was doing this, but also because you'll find out later kind of what they wanted to do with the uranium. And so Russia takes in the uranium and starts feeding it 
to Iran. Now, this was part of the plan of selling the uranium to Russia through Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, is to get it over to Iran. Remember, Barack Obama gave Iran $150 billion in cash on pallets so they wouldn't build a nuclear weapon, but they went and took that money and built a nuclear weapon. Um, so this was basically a back-end deal to get United States uranium into Iran. Okay, so Russia starts taking in the uranium. They start sending some to Iran, but then they start giving it to a country to their west. Now, this country at the time is non-NATO. It's independent, and it's on the teeter-totter of moving away from Europe and moving towards Russian negotiations. In 2011, this country's new president comes in and befriends Vladimir Putin, and they cut all ties with European nations. This country is called Ukraine, <laughs> right? So what does Vladimir Putin do? He wants to go out there and build some, uh, some highly advanced, top-grade nuclear weapons. So he sends this uranium that the United States was giving him over to Ukraine. But how do you hide the radioactive signature? Well, you build facilities underground of, let's say, nuclear power plants or, let's say, Chernobyl. Now, if you know what's going on right now in Ukraine with the nuclear power plants, this begins to make a lot more sense. So Russia begins secret weapon programs in Ukraine under these nuke plants. The United States knew about this. We're waiting for this to happen. Formed a coup coup d'etat in Ukraine in 2014. This angers Putin. They complete their coup. They take over the nuke plants. They take back the uranium that Hillary Clinton had sold from them. But it's not the United States. This is the deep state. This is the cabal. See, the cabal has been building an army, a military, for a very long time. And the question is, is how do they get nukes? How do they get dirty nukes? Well, this is how they did it. Is They basically stole it from the Russians who the United States sold the uranium directly to. And then they also started the biolabs with genetically targeted bioweapons that were targeting these various different eth uh, ethnicities in the eastern part of Ukraine. Okay, so now this is 2014. Let's go 2015. Hillary Clinton declares she's running for president. And who does she start attacking? Vladimir Putin. What does she start saying? We're going to put a, a nuclear defense shield up in Turkey, Ukraine, Poland. And Putin's like, well, we'll go to war with you over this. And Hillary Clinton's talking about, well, we, we have to stop building nuclear weapons. And Putin needs to stop building nuclear weapons. Putin needs to stop building nuclear weapons. And Putin says, we're not building nuclear weapons. How did Hillary Clinton know this? Because they had just taken over Ukraine in 2014, which had Russia's secret nuke program there, where they were utilizing U.S. refined uranium to build their nukes that the U.S. just couldn't took over. And so do you see how this scenario all starts to play out and how Iran actually fits the, into this piece of the puzzle? Because what was happening here was the United States was selling, or Hillary Clinton, the deep state, was selling uranium to Russia. Russia as a proxy going to Iran. Russia was feeding off the top, utilizing it for their own program, and they were doing it in Ukraine. Okay, so now what happens next? Well, what happens next is Donald Trump comes in in 2016, 
Hillary Clinton was supposed to have the end of the 16-year plan with Barack Obama. Eight years of Barack Obama, eight years of Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton comes in. Within two years, she was supposed to be in a nuclear war with Russia. Within two years. And then at that two-year mark, which would have been 2018, a virus was supposed to hit that starts wiping out half of the human population. This is ushering in the Great Reset. This is ushering in the New World Order. These are plans that they've had for a long time. We were talking about this decades ago of how these people would have done this. But the plan got interfered with by people like Donald Trump and people like the, the military generals and the patriots who basically stood up against this tyrannical and oppressive regime known as the deep state operating here in the United States of America. Okay. Let's get back to this. So Iran is basically developing secular nuclear weapons programs in northern Syria during these times as well. So Donald Trump comes in the presidency and he starts basically collecting all these documents of the crimes that were being committed by Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama pertaining to the Uranium One scandal of the selling of U.S. weapon-grade uranium to Russia and where that uranium was going through intelligence reports of how they knew it was going to Ukraine, how it was being utilized to build nuclear weapons, and how they formulated the coup in Ukraine to take over those weapon labs. See, so when we start talking about documents, nuclear documents that Donald Trump had, what we're really talking about here is the dirt that Donald Trump had on Barack Obama, on Hillary Clinton, on the deep state in the United States of America, of the things that they were doing to sell U.S. military secrets and resources, uranium, to foreign enemies and adversaries. That's what we're talking about here. And so now this comes full circle, because what's happening right now in Ukraine is we have the uh, IAEA nuclear inspectors going into these nuke facilities. Why? Because when Russia did their special military operation in Ukraine, they took out the biolabs and they controlled all the nuclear power plants. Think about that. It shows you exactly what I... You, the reason why they did that is the reason why I just told you. They took back over control of these weapon programs that were underneath these facilities with the uranium and the missiles and everything like this. And so what happens is Ukraine starts bombing the outer perimeter of these nuke facilities to get the United Nations to go in there with the IAEA to basically say that international regulators have to come in and take over control of these facilities because they don't want Russia in control of them. Remember, they're also trying to prompt Russia into a war with NATO. NATO needs to stop Russia what is this all about? It's, it's covering the tracks of their dirty crimes that they've been doing for decades. Massive weapon buildup, bioweapons, nuclear weapons being built for the cabal, the globalists, the deep state has all been uncovered. Russia seized it in Ukraine, which was their keystone, understanding that these are where those weapons and bioweapons were housed and built. And if you can control that, you can basically make the globalist defenseless in the sense of an actual kinetic war. We're going to be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Be right back. 
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back on the Dark Delight Show. And I know that was a lot in 15 minutes to take in and understanding what is really happening behind the scenes here is that they are trying to set up Donald Trump and take Donald Trump down because they know that's the only way they can probably try to retain power in 2022, in November. Um, it's not going to happen. All the cards are falling on the face of Donald Trump, which means that the house of cards of the deep state is falling and failing. This uh, nuclear talk, I mean, if you just go to the Drudge Report and you look at the rhetoric, I mean, li- seriously, this is like the headline on Drudge. Don had nuke docs. Was he selling clear and present danger? Like, seriously. Th- th- that is complete and absolute propaganda and disinformation. Absolutely. So we have William Cohen, who's the former Secretary of Defense under Bill Clinton coming out, talking that Trump is a clear and present danger, a threat to our democracy. Well, why does William, William Cohen care? You know, he's a, he's a washed up Secretary of Defense politician from the 90s. Oh, well, you know what? Here's the thing is that's where it started. <laughs> that's where it started. Who gave North Korea nukes? Bill Cohen? Bill Clinton? Come on. Who gave North Korea nine nukes? Who gave China our nuclear secret starting 
in 1996. You know, one interesting thing for people to do, and you got to understand how the left hand and the right hand work at the magician's trick, is go research Bill Clinton, China deal, Monica Lewinsky. Oh, yeah. See, Bill Clinton wasn't really impeached because of his... Uh, is BJ that he got there from Monica Lewinsky, but instead because they used the Monica Lewinsky scandal, okay, to hide the fact that Bill Clinton was basically in negotiations with China and giving them military secrets. Oh yeah, this this was public knowledge, and they covered it up with a BJ and a cigar. Hmm. And so this is where it began. This is where it starts. See, they've been selling U.S. military secrets for a very, very long time. And they don't want people to know. See, this is what the globalists do. you got to remember, the Rockefeller Foundation went into China, Maoist China, in the 1960s. And they started pumping capital and money into there, trying to build China up into the model of the world government. Right? And they did, and they developed it, and they, and they did an incredible job. But the problem was is that industry wasn't growing. The problem was that their military was, was large, but didn't have the technological advancements. That was until Bill Clinton. NAFTA and GATT, what happened there? They shut down all the American manufacturing jobs and sent them to China. Made billions of dollars for companies like BlackRock. Vanguard. How? Why? Why? Because that was the globalist plan. That's how they transfer all the wealth. And not only is that, is Bill Clinton comes in, NAFTA get, they sent all the jobs overseas. Then you had the selling of U.S. military secrets beginning during this time under Bill Clinton. What did Bill Clinton did? Very, very similar to Barack Obama. He decimated our military. Fired all the conservative generals and admirals, got rid of anybody who was a loyalist to the Constitution, to Reagan, to Bush, just got rid of them. Brought in people that he trusted. Why? Because it's a lot easier to run scams and sell state secrets when there's people working for you that are in the high places. You know, I've always said that September 11th, which we're going to have to do a show on here. It's, uh, it's coming up here in a few days. Um, the anniversary. We're going to have to do a show on that. But uh, that September 11th was not an attack on America's freedoms, but instead a war between various globalist factions. And that was like the kill shot to one side of the globalist faction, to, to secure documents, to, to basically say we are in control. And see, what we have here is we have this unfolding global conspiracy. And it all hinges around this perspective of these people who have billions upon trillions of dollars who control all power and authority 
and political power and militaristic power around the world. And what they are doing is they're making moves to undermine national sovereignty. And they, ha and in order to do that, they have to break down the foundation of these various countries that has been built up for a very, very long time. The United States is the strongest, and this is what they're doing right now. But unfortunately, they didn't expect the Great Awakening. They didn't expect people to be waking up to understand their crimes. They were so pompous and arrogant that they just left public trails of documents of everything they've done in hopes that people would never find out. But guess what? We found out. Guess what? We figured it out. We understand what they did and what they're doing. We know their playbook and we know what they do next and we know how they do it. And this is what we're talking about here in the Dark Delight We're talking about what's coming in the next few months, what's coming in the next few years, what the globalists are trying to plan to do. What are, what are they trying to implement here? It's the same thing that they've been trying to do every day, Pinky. They're trying to take over the world. And they've been doing this for a very long time. But the problem is, is every time that they make their move, they get shut down. And so around 1992, they came up with a multi-year plan. Back then, it was the Kyoto Treaty and the, the Agenda 21. And then the implementation of Codex Elementarius to control the food supply. And then after 2021, it came up with Agenda 2050 or Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development. And this is the move towards globalism. It's slow and it's progressive and it's radical. But what they do is they infiltrate countries, governments, local, state, federal. They, in, they infiltrate academia, social, cultural norms, media. And they erode the foundation that was built up. And this is what they've been doing for a very long time. And they steal all of our secrets and all of our wealth. But you know what? We're awoke. We are awakened and we are in the midst of the Great Awakening. It is time for us to stand up, to rise up, to fight back. It is here. Welcome to the Great Awakening, people. This is the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow on another episode. Have a good day. What have you been?